Welcome back, people, to another DC Comics 101. In this lovely episode, we will be talking about what is the difference between the Justice Society and the Justice League. Yeah, they're different. Once I read this, you'll find out. Most people think that... I think there are a lot of people out there that probably didn't know the same thing, just a different name. But there's so many just Justice Leagues out there. Also, we have Justice League of America, Justice League International. We have Justice Society. So, it's like, there's so many out there. But here, I'm going to hopefully break it down for y'all. Well, well I'm going to read it and break it down for y'all. And then, you know what I'm saying? Again, this is by uh, Meg Downey. This, was, this article was done on October 20th. 2016 to think that feels forever ago but again when we see this hopefully this breaks everybody's down the confusion so some people might have might not have but uh you ready let's go dc comics 101 what's this between just society and the justice league you'd be hard pressed to find anyone with even a passing knowledge of dc comics who doesn't feel at least a little familiar with the Justice League of America. They are, after all, one of the most iconic and widely recognized superhero teams of all time. Their similarly named ancestor, the Justice Society of America, however, does not share the same notoriety. In fact, there's a decent chance in that season of the hashtag DCTV might be the first time that some of you have heard of the JSA at all. Don't worry. If that's the case, you are far from alone. So why is that? What if anything is the difference between two teams? What is the difference? Why is Justice League a household name? And while it's just society, it's much more obscure. To really answer that question, we're going to have to take a look back. Way, way back. To the 1940s in an era known as the Golden Age of Comics. Right now they're showing me they're showing a photo, the Winter Issue, All Star Comics number three. First time you see the Dutch Society at a table together, and it's featuring the Flash, the Green Lantern, the Spectre, the Hawkman, Doctor Fate, the Hourman, the Sandman, and Johnny Thunder. The birth of the Justice Society. <clears throat> Excuse me. The JSA's first appearance came in 1940 in the pages of All Star Comics number three, making them the very first official superhero team to exist. The initial lineup included Doctor Fate, Our Man, the Spectre, the Sandman, the Atom, the Flash, Hawkman, and Green Lantern. Now, if you're a comics reader or hashtag DC TV fan, there's a very good chance you recognize some, if not most, names on this list. But there's an equally good chance that you're thinking of someone very different behind the mask. For example, this Adam was named Al Pratt, whose powers were based in his super strength and endurance rather than his ability to change size. While this Green Lantern was named Alan Scott, who received his powers from a magical railway lantern, instead of a corpse of intergalactic police. In the 1940s, the superhero genre as we know it existed for less than a decade. 
creators making up ru the rules as they went along. The concept of things like character continuity and shared universes were still vaguely defined at best. So as you can imagine, the idea of multiple characters from multiple unique books existing in some sort of team with one another wasn't just rev revolutionary, it was practically unheard of. The information of the JSA into the superhero world started a snowball effect that rippled through the earliest form of what would eventually become known as the DC Universe. Suddenly, completely unrelated heroes could share pa panels with one another. Over the next several years, heroes entered and exited the team, becoming honorary JSA members. Everyone from Batman to Black Canary was eventually included among the JSA's honorary rotating roster. However, by 1951, a shifting narrative focus and more solidified sense of superhero genre conventions, not to mention emerging and restructuring of publishers behind the scenes, put an end to All-Star Comics with issue number 57. It was at this point that the Justice Society and most of its core members faded into obscurity, at least for a while. The next photo they show me is the Brave and the Bold presents number 28, the Justice League of America. It was greatest heroes to team up to battle. This is the first time you see the Justice League of America, you know, Green Lantern with the ring, Star, uh, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Flash is still there, Marshall the Manhunter, Manhunter, excuse me. Alright, and now enter the Justice League. By the early 60s, the kinks and the snags of the superhero genre were being readily ironed out. And in that process, things were being streamlined both on the page and behind the scenes. It was high time for a new, updated superhero team to come into the mix. In 1960, that new team was formed in the DC Universe in the pages of The Brave and the Bold, number 28. They called themselves the Justice League of America. And their roster included the very familiar likes of Aquaman, Batman, Superman, Martian Manhunter, Wonder Woman, and The Flash. This chunk of time was the heart of a period known in comics history as the Silver Age. It was during this time that characters like Flash and Green Lantern were reimagined into versions we easily recognize today. Alan Scott gave away gave way to Hal Jordan and his familiar familiar cosmic police force, the Green Lantern Corps, and their will-powered rings. Jay Garrick gave way to Barry Allen, who became the Flash after being struck by lightning rather than, rather than by inhaling heavy water, vapors, and so on. Popular but highly dated characters with vague, contradictory, or nonsensical origins and power sets were reshaped and reborn anew all across the board. Wait, so the JLA replaced the JSA? Well, sort of. As you might imagine, fans of the JSA and of the original incarnations of the now-updated superheroes were not quite satisfied with their fairy characters suddenly and abruptly fading into void to never be heard from again. And on top of that, the fact that some characters had been completely changed, like, say, The Flash, but others remained the same, like Batman, represented a pretty big narrative hurdle for creative teams. The solution? Create a multiverse. 
to reintroduce some of the original versions of newly reinvented characters. Starting in The Flash, number 123, published in September of 1961, just one year after the JLA's formation, it would be established that the Justice Society and all of its members existed happily in a separate universe called Earth-2. On Earth-2, Jay Garrick, rather than Barry Allen, became the Flash. Alan Scott still acted as Green Lantern, and so on. Here, the Justice Society had never disappeared, but rather continued to act as the Earth's protectors. Meanwhile, the main line of comics being published took place in a universe called Earth-1, where the new and updated incarnations of characters in the current Justice League lived. The multiverse carried on in this way, with the Justice Society and Justice League existing as two simultaneous but separate entities for nearly 20 years. But how did the Justice, how did the JLA and JSA come to existence, come to exist in the same universe? Two different but similar teams feature many different but similar heroes set on two different but similar worlds. It makes a certain amount of sense if you're a fan of the Flash TV show. You've essentially seen this brought to life on the small screen. But as with all things comics, things don't stay so simple. In 1985, DC published a massive crossover event, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis folded the multiverse back into one single Earth and one single line of continuity. In doing so, it slotted elements of the once desperate, this, yeah, that sounds like desperate, multiple Earths into one cohesive universe, like pieces of a cosmic jigsaw puzzle. As a result, the JSA was migrated over from Earth 2 to the newly singular post-crisis Earth. That meant the team, including its somewhat contradictory, contradictory members like Flash and Green Lantern, all existed on the same Earth, right beside the JLA counterparts. Two super teams sharing one Earth? How will that ever work? So what's the difference? Despite the deeply intertwined origins, the modern incarnations of the JLA and JSA are generally quite unique from one another. Sure, they're both still teams of superheroes, and they share the basic functionality and purpose that all superhero teams share. But that's where the similarities end. Batman himself offered up this explanation in the first issue of 2007's JSA comic. I'm about, I'm about to try to do a Batman voice, so don't hit on me. <clears throat> the Justice League is a strike force. The Justice Society is a family. Ooh, ooh, I like that. So the Justice League is a strike force. While well, the Justice Society is a family. The Justice League exists as a team of the best of the best trained heroes who are brought in at the very top of their game. The Justice Society, however, works as a collective of mentors and trainees spanning across generations and experience levels. During their time existing on Earth 2 and after their transition to the post-Earth, post-Crisis Earth, Many of the original members of the JSA were aged up to reflect the passage of time in the modern setting of the current DC universe. Something made necessary by the many JSA members who had origin stories that tied deeply to World War II. 
The process of aging characters up also opened the door for many JSA heroes to have similarly superpowered families. Grandparents who were in their primes during the 40s and 50s passed some of their powers, special weapons, or mantles down to their children, grandchildren, or close family members, friends. Close family friends, excuse me. This means that the JSA's roster is not only very large, but full of characters that may feel a little obscure. These were, after all, heroes, or the relatives of heroes, who dropped off the map for a good 10 years or so. Alright, what about now? Now, what was old is relatively new again. In 2011, DC rebooted their entire universe in what's known as the New 52. This new universe started with the formation of the world's very first team, the Justice League. The Justice Society was no more, but elements of it still exist. For starters, the New 52 brought a new incarnation of Earth 2, and with it, new versions of many of the original JSA members. These heroes never truly migrated to Earth-1 and save for a handful of crossover events, remained a largely separate entity within the DC Universe. We are now once again in a new era of the DC Universe, the Rebirth Era. We have yet to see the JSA make a comeback in the post-Rebirth world, but DC Universe Rebirth number 1 offered up some teases as to the future of the team. Namely, a look at an aged version of Johnny Thunder, one of JSA's golden age members. Apparently, Johnny has been living in a retirement home, missing the living Thunderbolt he once famously summoned with the magic words, See you! to grant his wishes. Whether or not Johnny will be reunited with his Thunderbolt and the rest of the Justice Society remains to be seen. It certainly wouldn't be the first time the JSA has made a triumphal return from obscurity. In the meantime, a live-action version of the Justice Society of America can be found on DC's Legends of Tomorrow. This incarnation of the team is unique from the comics, with the lineup consisting of Our Man, Obsidian, Dr. Midnight, Commander Steel, Stargirl, and Vixen. In a remix version of their Golden Age Origins, this JSA operates as a secret superpower team under the U.S. government during World War II. Look for them to make their, their oh my goodness! Look for them to make their debut in 2016's episode. So, to real quick, all right, I want to come back real quick for a second. Um, <clears throat> so this was a 2016, which yes, I remember that the DC Rebirth stuff happened, but now DC's doing another, um, what do we call it? Oh my God. Oh my God. Another, um, dude, what is the word I'm thinking of? Oh my goodness. Uh, there's a word there and I read it too. I read it that last like two or three paragraphs. They're redoing basically the whole DC universe in the comics again. I've got what it's called, but I'm supposed to start up, I think in the next couple months so dc always does reiterations of everything reincarnations of things the people, a lot of people were not fan of the new 52 a lot of people that's why they brought in the rebirth a rebirth lasted for a while but then i feel like they did the new 52 they did convergence to kind of break bring things back together and that led to the re, dc universe rebirth 
where everybody got their own almost restart. Everybody was essentially reborn, so to speak. And then, I know, like I said, currently, they're about to restart everything again. Freak, what is the name of it? Oh, my goodness. I feel bad not knowing this right now. Um, Give me one second, my lovely people. Um, But, yes, they're supposed to restart everything again. Which I'm kind of like, do you really need to? I don't feel like they have to restart. But, I mean, like, I feel like every two to three years, they're they're like, they need, they feel like they need to restart stuff because, you know, people are complaining that they don't like things or stuff like that. Oh, this isn't right. Listen, things are are meant to change. Nothing's meant to stay the same. If things stay the same, then, you know? Like, what is the point of that? Change is good. And this is coming from a person that is not a fan of change. Like, I mean, literally. Not a, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of change, but I know that it happens for... Change needs to happen for things in, the, in life to move forward, you know? Ugh, my nose hurts now. Um, let's see here. Just, uh, you know what? In the next issue, I'll definitely look for it because I feel like a dope not knowing the name of what they're, they're calling the next iteration of things. But uh, yeah, what'd y'all think? Yeah, I hope that like cleared up, cleared it up for some of you guys. Like, what is uh, what's the difference between them? You know, it's. I mean, I think that's cool to know that, like, they were the first team, even before the Avengers, they were the first superhero team, which is, like, cool to know. I mean, kind of, for back then, you know, it kind of stunk that they, like, so to speak, deleted them. I mean, I don't know that's not the term that they're using, but in a way, that's what they did. Basically kicked them to the curb, and then they brought them back. Because people were like, uh, no, we kind of like our old heroes. Like I'm, I'm a little young to know that far back, but I try for myself to just like kind of keep up with it, you know. Make sure that everything's not not to make sure everything's all right, but just to make sure things make sense to me. Because one thing could be like, wait, what happened here? Then happened here? Then happened here? Like, you know, I I myself get confused. You know what? That's all right. It's okay to be confused. There's not. There's no reason. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being confused. You know. I'm gonna try something here. Cause I know I've re- literally I've read it like I want to say today, but I'm gonna say Monday. Cause technically it's Tuesday, so. Uh, nothing, nothing. I cannot find it. Okay, screw it. All right, I'll try to find it for y'all on the next. DC Comics 101, but until next time, y'all know what it is. Hit find that YouTube MFG22. Hit that twitch.tv slash MF. Jeez, I'm confusing everything now. Twitch.com slash mellowfellowgaming. Once one word, no space. You know what it is. Um, yeah, just hit that like, subscribe, share with your friends and family if you enjoy what you hear. I am here.
I like the fact people are listening when they can. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there listening to. Just the fact people even listen to my stuff is I love it. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah. And also go check out W Energy. Put that MFG twenty two code down there. It's got ten percent off your energy drink. It's delicious. Like, I'm not joking. But until next time, y'all. Order forever. One love. Peace.